Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Welcome to The Jump. Presented by Best Buy. Scores in the NBA. If this is it, this is all good. At least I made my last basket. <laughs> Vince Carter, it is official. No longer a part-time post. Welcome back to the jump. We have been patiently waiting four and a half years or so for you to hang it up and join us. I may have done a little light what, yeah. stalking over that time to make sure. Are you really a thousand percent sure you're retired though? Yeah, it's over now. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's over. <laughs> it, over. It is over, as the man so famously said. Amazing. We are so thrilled that you are joining us. And I got your old teammate here today, too. Oh, my God. It's good. It's good Mark to have Vince Jay. on this other side. It's good. Just welcome over here, Vince. You're never going Absolutely, to be more man. hated than when you're over here giving your opinions. <laughs> awesome. Look at that beautiful view. This is live at the Advent Health Arena, ESPN's Wide World of Sports Complex. Look over on that right side of the screen, those little lights. This is the site of Game 7 between the Nuggets and Clippers. But first, those little lights are on us, Richard. We are here. Let's go. Welcome to The Jump. I'm Rachel Nichols alongside NBA champion Richard Jefferson and the legend, the soon-to-be Hall of Famer, Vince Carter. Seriously, Vince, welcome. We're so excited. Richard <laughs> Thanks, and Vince, guys. of course, Appreciate teammates it. with the New Jersey Nets. So do you have any advice here, Richard, now that you're uh, the, the, the only advice is anything that you see me do, do the complete opposite. Fair. Right? Like that yes. is pretty much the life <laughs> advice I've given to lots of people. Do opposite of anything you say or you see me say or do. I hear you, man. But this was a good time right here, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, that was awesome. That that was that's yeah. still probably the highlight of my career still <laughs> at this point in time. The commercial. With yes, Vince commercial. Carter. Yes, Fair. it was. It was. It was I kid commercial. you not. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. totally fair. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> well, guys, tonight we've got the final NBA doubleheader of the season here on ESPN. Eastern Conference Finals, game one between the Heat and Celtics, and then game seven of the Western Conference Semi between the Nuggets and Clippers. We'll be on the sideline for that one. I'm so excited. Later in the show, we're previewing tonight's game one between Miami and Boston, and you will see my conversation with Jason Tatum for that one. But first, let's talk about the Clippers. The Clippers have been around for 50 years, and that entire time, the team has never made it far enough in the playoffs to reach a conference finals. That's the longest drought in NBA history. So it makes sense that last week, as L.A. sat 3-1 up on the Nuggets in the second round, Doc Rivers was asked what it was like to be on the brink of finally breaking that streak. And he scoffed and shook his head and shrugged his shoulders and said, quote, that's not our goal, so I don't think anyone cares. And he was absolutely right, of course, just getting to the conference finals is not the goal of an organization that spent years carefully stalking Kawhi Leonard or spent a king's ransom to trade for Paul George. This year's Clippers team was put together to do no less than redefine the narrative of an entire franchise, 
to remove the loser's name tag and take the Clippers out from under the shadow of the Big Brother Lakers. I mean, owner Steve Ballmer is about to break ground on a brand new billion dollar arena that absolutely, positively, is not supposed to house a team that can't even eke its way to a conference finals. And yet, that's the brink that the Clippers are tottering on once again, pushed into tonight's Game 7 by two straight outings in which they coughed up double-digit leads to a sensationally spirited Denver team. The Nuggets, by the way, are trying to reshape a narrative of their own in this series, fighting any idea they are some sort of plucky upstarts who should just be happy to be here. They're a three-seed playing a two-seed. They have A-grade talent in Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and the kind of resiliency that most coaches can only dream of. Already in these playoffs, Denver has won five straight elimination games, which is insane. And yet, as of right now, they're not getting much credit, as if they were just the lucky team that happened to be on the floor the past two games as the Clippers self-destructed. Here's Denver's Mike Malone, quote, I almost feel like we're the bad news bears and I'm Coach Buttermaker. We're a team that nobody really looks at and takes us seriously, and our guys, I think, have taken that personally. We all say that we don't listen to it, but obviously we do listen to it because we talk about it. But we don't believe it. We feel that we are an NBA championship caliber team. Now, championship caliber is big talk, and the Nuggets could go a long way toward proving that tonight with a win. But it's also important to note that if the Nuggets lose, it won't be a black mark. No big name is getting traded. No coach or front office exec is going to lose their jobs. With the Clippers, if they lose tonight, it will be catastrophic and treated that way. And while I couldn't predict any particular changes the franchise might make, I would certainly expect some big ones. If the Clippers lose, every pass blunder, every calamitous collapse in the team's, yes, 50-year history would be brought back up. Every free agent pitch in the future would be affected. You know, it's funny. When Doc said last week that reaching the conference finals were, quote, not our goal and that no one cares, he was right if the Clippers win. If they lose, everyone will care, very loudly and for a very long time. So, Richard, what do you think is going to happen? Which team has the advantage tonight, Nuggets or Clippers? Well, I was always told that if you're going to go into a Game 7, you want to have the best player. And the best player in this series is Kawhi Leonard. But one point that I want to you know, point out about what you said, no one's getting fired from the Denver Nuggets. No one's going to be a big trade. That means... There were no expectations. Like, they believe that they have a good team and that they're growing that direction. So I wouldn't call them the bad news bears. I would just say that they're a team that's good that doesn't have very high expectations other than a second round, possibly a conference final. So we're not knocking them, but there's a reason. When you have high expectations, people get fired and people get traded when they, when they aren't met. And you also got to add, people get blamed for it. So I, I think if the, Clippers <laughs> <Yes>. do not, <laughs> if the Clippers do not pull this off, who are we going to? Who are we, the world, going to blame or look at? We're going to look at Kawhi Leonard, obviously, for wanting to to leave Toronto and have a, a Paul George, and with all of that talent, we expect them to to win tonight. So you, you Vince, you're going with the Clippers. You think that they would be the pick for you? I, like RJ said, it. You you, you want to have the best uh, the best player. You want to have the best team. I still think they have the best team. Uh, they just need to be the best team now. That's this week yeah. we haven't seen. Like up 16, up 19, and falling apart. That's unexcusable if you're talking about being a championship team. So I still think now the wake-up call is here, and they'll, they'll figure it out. Now, I definitely think Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the series. I would put Kawhi Leonard personally in the conversation for the best player in the league. Has he played like the best player in this series, or has Nikola Jokic done that? Well, I think Nikola Jokic ha has been probably the most consistent player. 
Look, I, this is not a knock on Kawhi, but like when you see these type of moments, you're like, well, is he the best player in the league? And it was the same question when you saw what Giannis did or how James Harden performed. And, you know, so there you have to if you're going to have that crown, you have to wear that crown and you have to maintain it. And so Kawhi has to raise up. That's why we're saying they're going to win, because everyone believes he's a top three, top four player in this league. Vince, who's been the best player and for I you also in this series? Add. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, I also want to add to that what you're saying. I think Kawhi is the best player in, in, in this uh, series, and he's been putting up 30, 30, 30 balls for shoot, pretty much the entire playoffs. But And, mm-hmm. and he had a mediocre 22, 25 points. And we're just like, eh, tonight it has to be 30 or better from him as well as Paul George. There you go. Marching orders from Mr. Vince Carter. I love it. All right, guys, coming up, you're going to see my conversation with the Celtics young star, Jason Tatum. He's going to discuss his life without his family inside the bubble, although that's changing. His son is coming. His expectations for the Celtics in this playoff run as well. Stay tuned for that. The Jump is presented by Best Buy. If you can't be there, feel there. Bring the game home when you upgrade to a big Sony TV today. And import by Pepsi Zero Sugar. All the cola flavor, none of the sugar. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy Geico-ween. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents. National Voter Registration Day is September 22nd. For more information, visit IamAVoter.com. Tonight at 6 Eastern, NBA Countdown tips off our coverage of the Eastern Conference Finals. Game 1 between the Heat and Celtics, and then Game 7 of the Western Conference Semi between the Nuggets and the Clippers. It's winner go home time. Both games on ESPN Deportes and the app. So I sat down with Celtics star Jason Tatum here inside the NBA bubble. We talked about his expectations for himself, his team during this postseason, but all Jason really wanted to talk about was his son, Deuce, who he has been away for for more than two months. Take a look. That is Tatum from deep. There's just nothing you can do. See that shiftiness with the dribble. JT is on fire. That's incredible. One of the things we who sit around on TV and talk about you guys say is, do they have a player who could be the best guy on a championship team? Do they have someone of that high quality? Are you that guy? Um, I strive to be. You know, I know that I'm only 22 and I have so much, you know, to, to continue to get better at. But I think, you know, one thing that people know about me is that I want to be that guy. I want to be as good as I can be. I want to contribute to winning as much as possible. And we have so much talent on, on his team, it's ridiculous. Um, but I do, you know, want to be, maximize my potential. Part of being away from home, living in the bubble, is being away from family. Mm-hmm. Your son, Deuce, you've shared 
how you've dealt with being away from him, FaceTimes where you've read bedtime stories with him. You both have the same book, care packages going back and forth. Why is it important to you for people to see you being such an involved father? It just comes natural. Um, like playing basketball, I naturally just enjoy being a father. You know, we read books every night. Um, and that's our thing before he goes to sleep. So that's the toughest part about, that's the toughest part for me about being here is just being able, not being with my son. So just trying to stay as connected and keep our routine as much as possible, you know, while I'm away. How old is he now? Two and a half. He'll be three December 6th. So how do you explain to an almost three-year-old what this is, that you're going away for this big chunk of time? Does he think you are in an actual physical bubble? That's, that's the hardest part, you know, for I think people with kids around my age. Mm -hmm. um, I can't like have a full-blown conversation and be like, Deuce, you know, daddy's away playing basketball in a bubble and I won't be able to be home for a while. And the toughest part is just his development every week. You know, he's, he's changing, he's getting taller, mm -hmm. he's talking more. And I think that's the toughest part, just not being able to see that. We've seen a few different players' kids in the virtual fan section of the scoreboard. I think Deuce was one of the first ones. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to you when you're in the middle of a basketball game and focusing and everything is going on, but you look up and you see his face? That means the world. Um, I mean, that's my inspiration, especially every home game. You know, I always say what's up to him before the game. and. You know, when he's sitting with my mom, I can see him during timeouts and during the game. So um, just adding that part of being kind of normalizing things, uh, being able to see him. My mom has to bribe him with snacks and, and cookies and ice cream to sit there for at least a quarter or two just so, you know, daddy can see him. You're not just here for the basketball. You also want to use this opportunity to spread the word about voting. You're working with an organization that includes Michelle Obama. No slouch there. What message do you want to get out? Yeah, I think, you know, now more than ever, especially what we're going through, I think voting has a direct impact on the change that we want to see, not only, you know, in the White House, but in our local and the governors, the mayor, um, local representatives. So just getting that message out there, um, I think there were like 100 million people that didn't vote yeah. in 2016. And just educating ourselves, you know, I think will help shape, you know, the change we want to see. If you were sitting in my seat, how would you describe the Celtics' chances in the postseason this year? I would describe their chances as good as anybody. Um, I think, you know, one thing I've learned from the bubble so far is anything can happen. Anybody can beat anybody. There's no home court advantage. Whoever can click the fastest has the best chance. And we have an update. Breaking news just moments ago. Literally, Jason and Deuce have been reunited. That kid went through quarantine for his dad, Richard. That, that is love. That is something that I know for a fact that my kids would not do. Mm -hmm. They would not go to quarantine. But I understand exactly <laughs> his points. Man. Like, I have a three and a five-year-old, and my five-year-old lost his first tooth. And all of a sudden, it's like tooth fair. And these are moments they both are starting school, kindergarten, and pre-K. So it's like, yo, these are moments that you don't want to miss out on. And so I understand, and, I, and I'm happy that he was able to connect. Absolutely. It's nothing like the unconditional love. I don't care if you score 30 points or three points. Mm -hmm. Don't make a basket at all. You can come home to your kids and they love you just the same. Absolutely. Well, guys, Tatum faces a Heat defense that was successful, right, containing T.J. Warren from the Pacers and the reigning MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, in the first two rounds. So, Vince, what are your expectations where what Tatum can do against this Heat defense this series? I mean, he's, he's a budding superstar. He's very confident. One thing I liked about him, watching him in the last series, is when it was crunch time, he wanted the ball. 
He was calling for the ball. Anytime you have your star player saying, hey, give me the ball at the top of the key and let him make plays or make plays for himself, that's a great sign for your squad. So I expect him confident as ever and going to play well in this series. Well, and this is just another opportunity. When you want to be a superstar, you want to prove that you are a superstar. And you have to do it every single day, every single game, especially in the postseason. So for me, what I want to see from Jason Tatum is just go out there and prove that as great as the Miami Heat defense is, you're going to be the person that can actually get through it, not only create for yourself, but also create for your teammates. Vince, you heard me ask yeah, Jason. I, yeah. Do you Go ahead. No, I say I think I think that's important. Uh, yeah, you want him to get buckets, but he's going to demand a lot of attention. So if he can make plays for his teammates, it's going to open it up for him, particularly in the second half of the games. Well, Vince, you heard me ask Jason if he thinks that he can be the best player on a title team, right? We always use that phrase. Do you think that this year, right now, he is already there where he could be the best player on a title team? I do, I do, and I think. The Celtics organization and his teammates believe it as well. They know they play through him, and they also have another budding superstar in Jalen Brown. But they know to get the ball to Tatum first and foremost, and then you have your your other guy as in Jalen Brown. So yes, he can be, he can be a superstar. He's playing like one, and they believe it as well. Richard, are you on that board? Oh, you want me to talk about I that? I, oh, like okay. you, I like you talking. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, 100%. I, 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 I think that one of, the th- one of the things, though, is that when you look at Kimba Walker, when you look at Jalen Brown, and we're not even talking about Gordon Hayward coming back, it's a loaded right. team. Is Jason Tatum in that same place as a Giannis, as a James Harden, as a LeBron James or a Kawhi Leonard? Not quite yet. I think he's the tier right below. But he mm-hmm. and the way they have actually put this together, put together this team has put him in a position to be the best player on a well built roster. Well, we're going to see them in action tonight. So excited for this Eastern Conference Finals. It's going to be a good old-fashioned brawl. I love those. All right, coming up next on this show, we are running back the most memorable Game 7 moments in NBA history to get you ready for tonight's rubber match between the Clippers and Nuggets. Keep it locked to the jump. This is a good one. Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and (laughs) I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with Geico, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. Welcome back to The Jump, presented by Best Buy. It's going to be a battle. Oh, what a great spin move! George splitting the defense. The Denver Nuggets trail three games to one. Denver looking to extend this series. Leonard is on him. Three, Murray, good! Came out fighting. We played best when we were back against the wall. The effort needs to be on the high level. Valiant comeback, and Denver wins it. Oh! Come on, you and me, brother. Big time win for the Nuggets who even up this series. Finality, legacy, riding on the line. Game seven. Time to run it back to the most memorable game seven moments in NBA history. Number five, the Pistons down by three with two seconds left. Game seven, 88 finals when Lakers players and fans went on the court, blew up a desperation play for Detroit, Vince, did the Lakers fans Debo a title here? That's crazy. That's a crazy way to win. I mean, it's like 
you see a three, you're like, hey, game is over. Oh, wait a minute, game's not over. Like that, is that a technical now? <laughs> Pat Riley doesn't think so. Number four, 95 Western Conference semis. Mario Ellie's famous kiss of death dagger versus the Suns with 7.1 seconds left to clinch the series. Richard, how, how, you're from Arizona. How do Suns fans feel on this they, one? They did not enjoy that. And look, to me, the kiss of death is still one of the best. You can't do the throat cut, but you can still do the kiss of death. It's beautiful. Mwah. Mwah. <laughs> Number three, one year ago, Kawhi Leonard hits the game winner against the Sixers in the Eastern Conference semis. Vince, how different would the league look this year if that shot didn't go in? I don't know. i tell you this. I think back to 2001 on the other side of the court when that ball yep. did not go in. So I think it was great for uh, Toronto fans to see it go in and championship is won. We're, we're bringing some positive layering to that for you, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, LeBron's chase down block on Andre Iguodala seals the Cavaliers' first ever title. Richard, you were sitting there. What happens if LeBron does not get to this in time? Uh, the same thing. He's probably in L.A. maybe a year earlier. Oh! <laughs> That's probably about it. That's the only <laughs> oh difference. But luckily he did it and, you know, got another got another couple years out of the guy. That's right. Got yeah. a ring for you got finally. You. Legitimized Thanks. your long and storied it's career. Long and boring career. So it was awesome. <laughs> and number one, Kobe's alley-oop to Shaq against the Blazers. The 2000 Western Conference Finals. I know it hurt. It hurt our producer, Michael Bobmer, to have to cut this video. Vince. Hard to top that moment though, right? Uh, it's hard to top that. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, Kobe Bryant's Kobe Bryant's gonna demand attention, but there's also Shaquille O'Neal. Once he get once he gets up there, it's nothing you can do about that. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that face. Those poor guys. Look at I've that been there, young guys. Jermaine O'Neal. Sadness. That did get us all fired up though for game seven all over again. Vince, who do you think most needs to step up for the Clippers tonight? Kawhi Leonard, point blank period. He steps up, everybody will follow suit. I, I, I think right now, he's like you said, he's one of the best players in the league. So we want the best player in the league to shine and be dominant and win game seven. When, when you look at all of those clips, when you see Shaq to Kobe, when you see LeBron James, and I'm still upset that you guys didn't have Kyrie up there, you need your studs to perform in those moments. And look, who do they need the most? They probably need Paul George. They probably need Paul George to step up because if Paul George has a great game, it's going to be a much smoother sailing. But, but they want, they want uh, Kawhi Leonard to be Kawhi Leonard. If that happens, it puts you in a much better position to win this game. And, and by the way, I think you can probably dependably depend on Kawhi and Paul George to be Kawhi and Paul George. They both have been through this series. I, I kind of think you need Montrezl Harrell and Lou Williams to step it up a little bit. Uh, the, you know, talking about the sixth man of the year, the former sixth man of the year. Well their numbers are just not what they've been. Well, I say this, this but I say this, if Kawhi and, and, and PG get rolling, they're going to demand attention in double teams, what's going to create open shots. We know when Lou Will gets open shots, he's going to make shots. When you put Montrez Harrell in a pick and roll going down the paint, he's going to score. So I think you need your best players to set the tone, which makes the game a little easier for your others. Yeah, and, and let's not make any mistake here. As great as Montrez and Lou Williams are, like two of the best players off the bench, 
if they lose this series, they're going to be talking about Paul George and Kawhi. Now, right. you're also going to point right. at contributions, but you're going to be focused at your two best players. That's just the reality of it. That's why they get paid all the money. You're not trading Paul George right. or Kawhi Leonard, though, even if you try to no. rebuild this team. God, no. I think no. everybody else. No, no, if they lose this not series, this I think. No. No. We're going to trade them for who? Well, no. What? That's and then what's going to happen point. then? Right. My point is, those two guys are safe. So, yes, they are going to be held accountable and people will talk about them, but they are safe, safe, safe. They're only both, by the way, locked down for one more year, so they will be trying to build around them again. I don't think anyone else on that roster will be safe, though, if they lose this series. That is my opinion. We will find out, or hopefully for Clippers fans, we will find out. I don't know. Richard, I do need to bring something up here, though, because, you know, you were in this same position. You were a favorite. You were in a seven-game series in the second round. This was back in 2004 against the Pistons. Yeah. You were up in this series, came back for a game seven, and I'm going to just, you know, spoil alert here. The Pistons won the title that year. Man, look so at those numbers. See, man, look at it. 19, 30, 31, 23. Man, that's back when you only scored like 70 points in a game. So or that's eight, actually. Or eight in a game. Eight, 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 eight. But you had the eight-point game. We're not going to talk about that. It's about improving as the series goes on. And look, the Detroit Pistons, like, we take them to seven. We're up 3-2. And then next thing you know, they cruise through Indiana and they cruise through the Lakers. So a lot of it is about matchups right now. And so when I look at what the Clippers are doing uh, you know they have the they have the right matchups and it's all about how they're going to pair and how they're going to play mm-hmm. that was but, a nice dance around right Vince? And you, I'm gonna say this you absolutely I wasn't gonna say anything uh, especially my guy that Carolina guy Rashid not never mind but I tell you what uh, you know the one thing about him it's concerned you're talking about winning the championship if you move on from this game seven up 16 up 19 you can't do that against the Lakers Mm-hmm. Or the series is over. So this is mm-hmm. of concern. So I think tonight they have to lock down and they have to blow these guys out from the gate. Absolutely. All right, I want to move on to a team that did get blown out of the series by the Lakers, the Houston Rockets. They are now in search of a new head coach. Look but at that. Look at that. Owner Tillman Fertitta said today on CNBC the Rockets do plan to keep general manager Daryl Morey. So Daryl's birthday was yesterday. That's a nice birthday gift. Meanwhile, they are reportedly interested in Ty Lu and Jeff Van Gundy, our own ESPN family member, as potential coaching replacements. Vince, JVG still lives in Houston. Do these sound like good fits to replace D'Antoni to you? It depends on what you're looking for. Uh, to me, if you're talking about a, a, a reset, cultural reset, you go younger. You go with a Ty Lu who uh, has success, and I think he will be respected uh, there. But Jeff Van Gundy uh, did a great job with the Olympic team, has experience coaching younger guys. So it, it kind of dissuades what you're looking for. I think right now Ty Lu uh, would be a guy that would fit well with that, with that group. Well, and and look, I think both of them would fit very well. When you look at what the Rockets were able to do with their defense over the last, you know, I want to say over this entire bubble and how great that needs to be their focus. You can start to see and start to figure out the recipe for greatness. And it's got to start with that defense because you have the offensive ability. Should you improve? Should you get a roller? As much as Dan Tony wanted to go all small ball, don't make no mistake. When he was doing that in Phoenix, he had a Mari Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. But Mari Stoudemire was not just this rolling <laughs> right. big. That right. man was a problem right. if you tried to put a small on. He was like baby Shaq. So they tried to do it right. with a little bit different formula, but I think both coaches actually bring something positive. So I'm interested to see who he'll go with. And someone who can work with superstars, right? Mm-hmm. Because James Harden and Russell Westbrook are on that roster. They command such a big chunk of the salary cap there that mm-hmm. these are your guys. And we did see great hey, defensive hey, effort. Yeah, go ahead. 
I think they will respect either one of those guys. I, I, I want to say that as well because uh, mm -hmm. uh, the experience in Jeff Van Gundy, what he's accomplished, uh, you know, with the Knicks, uh, and, and 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 obviously. He, he will demand the respect once he walks in a locker room. The same goes for Ty Lue as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's effort, too. It's right which coach can get the effort out of them because that, that's kind of what impressed me so much in these games here was they played with an intensity and effort that, frankly, I have not seen from the Rockets defensively a lot of other seasons. And we did yeah. see them let go of the rope with that effort in the final two games against the Lakers. So you need someone who's going to be able to get them to do that all of the time because you guys know playing defense at a championship level, it's it's not a 60%, even 80% job. you got to do it 100% of the time. All right, guys, yep, coming up. you got to give a lot of credit to Elson Turner on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right, coming up, the Bucks vowed to spend luxury tax money in a meeting with Giannis over the weekend. Do you buy that promise? That is up next, right here on The Jump. Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and <laughs> I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with GEICO, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. This season on The Neighborhood. Hey, how about I mow your lawn? You touch my lawn and I'll just wash your car every morning. You copy my outfit? You copy my outfit? I can help with that. Is there something going on with the neighbor? Oops. NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC brought to you by State Farm. What's that? Oh, Boban. The WNBA playoffs start tonight. We'll have single elimination first-round games on ESPN2 and the app Sun Sky at 7 Eastern. Then it's the Mystics and the Mercury. Winner go home, people. Watch these games. And welcome back to The Jump. I'm Rachel Nichols. I'm joined by Richard Jefferson. And Vince Carter is officially with us on The Jump now. We are so happy. Yes. Vince, let's talk Eastern Conference Finals. Celtics head coach Brad Stevens paid the Miami Heat a huge compliment yesterday. He compared their cutting and ball movement to the Golden State Warriors, who, you know, you might recall going to each of the previous five NBA Finals. Here is Stevens yesterday. They're excellent cutters. They're physical cutters. Um, you got to get low. You got to make it as tough as possible. And you've got to be willing to tip your hat and say great shot and move on on a couple of those plays. This is probably the closest team in the East that we've seen to the Warriors with regard to their cutting and shooting. So, Richard, you both played on and against the Golden mm -hmm. State Warriors team that he's talking about. Does this comparison make sense to you? 100%. Now, mate, before people start, he's not talking about necessarily the shooting, right, of the Golden State Warriors. Oh, okay. That's what he's saying. He's That's saying the ball cutting say, and, okay. and the okay. movement. Okay. I know because there's always people like Vince that are going to say stuff like, oh, well, the, no, but the way these guys moved, especially that 73-win team, their, their bench was as difficult as their starters when it came to the movement and how they played. And you look at Miami, and if Duncan Robinson ain't hitting, you got Tyler Hero. And then you got – 
you uh, have Jay Crowder, and then you have Goran Dragic, and they, they just keep coming with multiple players that can cut, move, shoot, handle the ball, and so it's very, very difficult, and I just want to give a lot, of, a lot of credit to the Miami Heat coaching staff and what they have done in the style of basketball they are playing. It's very, very beautiful and impressive. And I agree 100% with that. They move the ball extremely well. It's not, it's, it's unselfish basketball. If you're open, you're going to get the ball. If, and they want you to shoot the ball. And guys are buying into that role. I mean, they know when they need a bucket, you get the ball to Jimmy. You get the ball to mm -hmm. Tyler Hero. Because what, mm -hmm. let's talk about Tyler. They believe in him and his ability at, uh, as a young rookie. So uh, when it comes crunch time, they know where the ball needs to go. Outside of that, they need bodies moving to create shots for each other. And they do a great job of that. Vince, do you think the shooters are going to stay hot for Miami? Say it one more time. Do you think that the shooters for Miami who've been doing so well, especially the youngsters like Tyler, Duncan, do you think that they're going to be able to stay hot going against Boston just, in this next round? I just hope they don't get caught in the moment. You know, don't get caught in the moment. Just play your game. And, and, and I think Jimmy will, will make sure that they stay in the moment and continue to play the game. Because one thing you can do is go to your continuity offense, which is ball movement. Just get some movement. And, you, you know, one thing you tell Tyler Hero and you tell Duncan Robinson, shoot it. Just shoot yeah, it and let Bam yeah, clean it up from there. Shoot. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and, I, I, you know, so. I, I agree, Vince. I agree, mainly because it's like, look at this environment. They're not having to go on the road. That was the one right. like, like criticism of this team earlier is that they didn't have enough veterans, and could these young players go out on the road and win a postseason game? So what did Pat Riley do? He goes and gets Jay Crowder. He goes and gets Andre Iguodala. So you add defense, you add offense, you add toughness, you add veterans inside the locker room, and I think that's why these guys are going to continue to play well because there isn't that hostile environment here. Yeah, and, and these guys have talked about about the younger guys, about the fact that they're able to answer. There was a, a moment in the last series where Giannis Antetokounmpo does this great spin move, and, and Duncan Robinson followed up with a great shot. And he said, look, if we had been in Milwaukee for that, I'm sure the crowd would have been going crazy, and I had been trying to shoot the ball after that, and I would have you know, probably lost my focus. But in here, it's 12 guys clapping and, and some noise over the loudspeaker. So yeah. it's a shooter's right. gym, and it's, it's definitely helped the youngsters here for sure. All right, I do want to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo Absolutely. and the Bucks. According to our Adrian Wojnarowski, he was told by Bucks management that they will spend into the luxury tax in order to improve the roster. So, Vince, do you buy that? If you were Giannis, would that be what you wanted to hear and enough of what you wanted to hear? I do buy it. As a, as a superstar and in the face of the franchise, that is comforting. Mm -hmm. When you sit there and you hear, we're going to spend whatever. Now, you have to follow up on your word. With, that being the organization. Now, who do you go get is the question. Uh, you know, they have some pieces in Middleton who might be the fall guy in all of this to go get some pieces. But I, I think for Giannis, I mean, he showed like, you know, I, I talk about, I talked about his, his, his social media, him unfollowing everybody but his family and Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. He looks up to Kobe Bryant, and, and Kobe Bryant was one who wanted to stay in L.A., who did stay in L.A. for all of these years. So I, I, and I look at him like another Damian Lillard. I want to stay with my team and win and figure it out. Uh, so hearing that on top of that is a good sign for, for Milwaukee and a good sign uh, that uh, they can keep Giannis, but they're just going to have to go out there and prove that they can bring somebody in. Well, and then you and then you look at Malcolm Brogdon. They could have brought Malcolm yeah. Brogdon back. So all of a sudden you yeah. want to save money. 
But look, can we put up the graphic? Can we put up the graphic? Please, just put up the graphic. You want the Bucks. They want to win a championship. In the last 13 seasons, these are all the teams that have won championships that were in the luxury tax. And let's look at the teams that weren't. The 14 Spurs, they got a discount from Tim Duncan. The 15 Warriors had a bad contract from Steph Curry, like a team-friendly contract. And then the 17 Warriors, they were such a huge spike because of the Nike and TV money that they weren't over the cap. So even those three, they were tip, they were really over the cap talent teams. So if you were telling me and you're Giannis and you're going to commit to this team and you're going to talk about you're going to commit to the city and you want to win a championship, the only way to do that is to spend money and spend a lot of it. That's the way you do it in sports. That's the way it's always been done. And, and there isn't a big free agent class this offseason, whenever the offseason is, who even knows. Um, but obviously in trades and things like that, you could acquire a lot of yeah. salary. There's all kinds of rumors about Chris Paul and Milwaukee that go all the way back to last It's going to take a lot of work, guys. It's going to yeah. take a lot of work to, to make it all work because I mean, you have to convince somebody to want to go play in that market. Uh, I mean, it looks positive. I mean, they're, they're very close, but it's going to mm -hmm. take some work. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Richard, when you played in Cleveland with LeBron, was the fact that it was LeBron enough to overcome a smaller market that maybe free agents typically wouldn't consider as much? One Milwaukee have that same draw with Giannis? thousand percent, because you know <laughs> what's a not different. a small market? <laughs> it's, like, it's a little different. You want to know what's not a small market? The amount of times the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be on television. Yep. They're going to be on national right. television every single night. So when you're talking about a small mm -hmm. market, you're going to be playing in front of a, a home crowd that is going to be sold out. You're going to go on the road every night will be sold out. You're going to be on national television every single night the only thing is is that you have to live in Milwaukee and I'll tell you what I went to Cleveland and I re-signed in Cleveland why because I wanted to win championships so you want to get these guys and make sure that they understand that look we might be a small market as far as our city size but our presence our presence our wherever pro we go product. and on television is going to be very very high you resigned in Cleveland because they offered you money. Well, that too, but that, but, but that too. I wanted to win another championship, and then Kevin Durant had to ruin that. Bet. Coming up, guys, we're going to talk a little bit more Game 7. Who you got? A special edition of Jump Ball coming in the next segment. Stick around. I was sitting in the locker room when you said you were. You say we only boys and girls. I say we can change the world. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy geico -ween. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents. The Jump is presented by Best Buy. If you can't be there, feel there. Bring the game home when you upgrade to a big Sony TV today. And in part by Pepsi Zero Sugar. All the cola flavor, none of the sugar. Tomorrow on The Jump, this is so cool. We are going to unveil the all-NBA team selections live, 3 o'clock Eastern, right here on ESPN. Find out which 15 players made the cut for the first, second, and third teams exclusively here on this show. It's going to be awesome. All right, let's take a look at this week's signature style brought to you by Zales. NBA players, fashionable as ever here inside the bubble. We've also seen some very creative masks. Richard, how much did you pack for your trip here? Nothing. 
This, I have one coat and two pairs of pants and three shirts. That's it. That's it. I, I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I just got out of quarantine and I realized there's just a circle to go into also, but I'm having a good time. I'm just happy to be out of, uh, I'm happy to be out of, what is it called? Solitary confinement? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, by the way, that Vince is the reason he's in the studio and not joined us is because apparently you're going to smell by like day four. Oh, this yeah. Proposition. Yeah. But the pool, you have a pool. So you rinse off. <laughs> no. Wow. No, I'm not. I'm the only you person. You shouldn't say that loud. Vince, we're going to discuss the laundry service with Richard after the show. Guys, it's crunch time right, here on right, The Jump right. with, indeed, Richard Jefferson and the one and only Vince Carter. Richard, you did give us a look over the weekend at what you were up to in quarantine when we had you in isolation in the bubble. Oh, uh, you guys got, look at this. It didn't go smoothly, Richard. No, it's Jimmy Butler. He's like, I'm going to make my own coffee. So I was like, oh, let me bring it. And literally my entire, and no one could come into your room and no clean it. Clean. So no I, one can clean up after you this well, time. Well, I'm just talking about the normal hotel situation. So like my sheets are covered in coffee and I'm having to explain when they were finally able to come and get me. I was like, look, I spilled coffee everywhere. I'm so, so sorry. Look, so, there's me. I was a virtual fan for one of these. Did you actually that. enjoy that coffee? The coffee was great. That, that was the one thing that kind of kept me, kept me, I, I still drank it. Just because you still drink it does not mean that it was good coffee. Let us be honest. Quarantine, medium. We're going to give Richard a medium grade on quarantine. Guys, it's Game 7 tonight. You know what that means. It is time for a Game 7 edition of Jump Ball. First one goes to you, Vince. Who is the more trustworthy duo in this game, Jokic and Murray or Kawhi and PG? Okay. Jokic and Murray, who have proven, wait, think? listen, hold on. Who, wait, listen, who, 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 who has proven that they can win in the game seven? You know, you like that. You say, oh, I could trust them. But I still have to trust one of the best players, if not the best player in the league right now, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who's playing extremely well as well, who's, who's a great compliment. So I go with, uh, what are you laughing at, RJ? I'll go with Kawhi and PG. <laughs> I didn't know you could see me. I didn't know you could see me. Will you want me to answer this question too? I mean, do I or do I? I, I look, I'm doing my best Charles Barkley impersonation. I am guaranteeing wow. a Clipper win tonight. Wow. Guaranteeing a Clipper win. I think Paul George and Kawhi are going to do what we've expected them to do all season. Part of the reason why I'm guaranteeing a victory is because I still have the Clippers as my champions. And my re rest of my postseason so you, is a wrap. You need to stick with it. Got you. I got to stick with right. it. So I'm going to guarantee a victory just so that my, my, uh, my, my pick stays alive. I, I don't want to frighten any of the Clippers players, but when Charles Barkley guarantees a win, it usually doesn't go so well for that team. So maybe, Richard, you'll, you'll right. do the same thing. I don't know. We'll find out. I guarantee we'll, it. We'll see if your track record's any guarantee better. It. Next up, I want to ask you guys, who has the better supporting cast, the Nuggets or the Clippers? Richard, start us up. Uh, I'm going to say the Clippers. Like, Look, not having Will Barton, who was a very instrumental guy offensively and defensively for, for the Nuggets, I think that's big. I, Will Porter uh, 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 Porter Jr. has done a great job. of. I was about to say call him Kevin Porter. But uh, he's it's done a great job. It's one of those two guys. Both these guys are rookies. But they've done a good job of, of adding him and allowing him to play his game. But when you have two six-man of the year, basically, coming off your bench, you got Landry Shamit. You have so many talented guys. You got Morris that can knock it down. He's a great defensive player. The Clippers Clippers have the best supporting cast. That's why they're my pick to win the championship. Uh, Clippers, <laughs> hands down. Uh, I mean, it's just hands down. I mean, for all of the things that RJ said, and you're extremely correct, uh, you know, Porter Jr. made you kind of forget about everybody else who's not there, but it's not mm -hmm. enough. The Clippers supporting cast have been great, and I expect them to continue to do so following suit by that duo we just talked about. 
You know, it's funny. I talked to Lou Williams yesterday, and, and I asked him just how he gets himself going. And, and he said, first of all, I've learned not to stress about it too much. He said, I'm not going to worry about it until game day. I'm not going through any mental routine on the off day or anything because it just gets me too revved up. And then he said, you just have to keep shooting. I mean, you guys are both shooters, and I assume you agree He's with that. He said, bucket. you just got to keep going. Yeah, he's, he, he's a walking he, bucket. You don't worry about I mean, his confidence. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, who you got tonight? That's uh, yeah. our last jump ball. Clippers. L.A. Keep it short and sweet. L.A. their way. What about you, Richard? Clippers. Clippers. Clipper, I love the Nuggets. I love my guys. I love you guys in Denver. Look, Jamal, Jokic, I played with those guys. Last team I played with, I love you guys. Mm-hmm. But I just think the Clippers are going to get it done tonight. I mean, you sat with those guys. Yeah, yeah. They I, well, I, when I say played, I meant I practiced and made sure they were ready for the game. That was <laughs> That's it. Important. That's what I did. You know? <laughs> so, hey, so hey, very RJ, important. you've done I'm a good job really, with them. Exactly. I'm really excited for this game. I will be on the sidelines tonight. I want to give a shout-out before we go to Chris Bosch. He is supporting an initiative that the NCAA is voting on tomorrow to give election day off for all students. So definitely yeah. something we would That's like dope. to see here at That's the job, awesome. too. We're back tomorrow. Get ready, the game's gonna be right here, right here on this court. Mom, I think this doll I found in the attic is cursed. No, its eyes are just very lifelike. Then why does its head keep spinning? Be my friend forever. Oh, that is scary. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's easy to use mobile app. You can manage your Geico policy whenever, wherever, wherever. Let's play with another doll. Or we can just bury it deep in the ground. Happy Geico-ween. Download the industry-leading Geico app today.